Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Good morning and welcome fans of the Tagenda. We are back after a hiatus because I was traveling and then it was Pride and I was not recording last week. I was too busy out in the streets and in the air and on a train and on a plane and on a boat and on a taxi, water taxi. It was wild. I had a great time though. Um, So here we are this week. We are recapping so much. We have so much to talk about, so I'm not going to make this intro too long. Just got to do my plugs. Please uh, follow our us on Instagram. We are at the Tagenda. Drop us hints. Give us clues. Tell us what you want to hear. At least like, comment, share. I probably should post on it. That's on me because, again, planes, trains, automobiles, pride. It was a lot. Um Second, if you like this podcast and you would like to see it continue without me going dead broke, please go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon, still don't know how to say it. I have been doing my research. It was really unclear. Um, We have two levels of support. One is for $3 where you are a friend of the pod. The second is $6 where you are a bestie. You also will have special long form content just for you. There are two wonderful pieces already up if you would like to see them today. All right, let's get into it. The sads. On June 5th, Anna Shea from Bling Empire, the matriarch of the show, the complicated, wonderful, delightful, zany, generous woman on this show passed away. I I really haven't felt this way since Big Ange passed away from Mob Wives. And even then, she was quite ill. So, you know, we we had some time to process. But this is very unexpected. She died of a stroke. She was only 62 years old. I'm thinking of her friends and her family and everyone who was around her. It's just such an unexpected and very tragic loss. And another just very tragic and unexpected death, Treat Williams, who was a prolific actor throughout, frankly, the 50s through the 2000s. He stayed very, very, very busy, unexpectedly passed away from a motorcycle accident on June 12th. Again, we're thinking of his friends, his family, his co-workers, everyone who cared about him. It was just very, very unexpected. He um, was pronounced dead at the hospital, and he passed away at the age of 71. And again, you could know him from a number of things. He was in many, many plays, many, many movies, many TV shows. I personally know him from the CW drama Everwood. It's where everyone originally fell in love with Chris Pratt before they realized he was crazy. Um, And if you're a Chris Pratt fan, sorry. Um, But it's just so sad. Treat Williams, may, may again, he rest in peace as well. Time for the goss. Let's get into the goss. And we're going to start with the goss from across the pond because a lot is happening across the pond that we need to talk about. So when I was on my way to Canada in the air, a lot happened in court in Britain with the Duke of Santa Barbara, a.k.a. Prince Harry, a.k.a. His Royal Highness Prince Harry, which became a whole entire thing on the Internet, let me tell you. So TLDR, as we know, Prince Harry is suing the tabloids because he believes that he was illegally wiretapped um, and had his phone hacked into and he is joined in a suit with a lot of other defendants to show that these newspapers are trash and engaged in a lot of illegal activity in order to get information and spread salacious gossip. So why is this such a big deal? One, 
Harry is the first member of the royal family to sit in a witness box in British court in 130 years. 130 years. That's a very, very long time. So if I recall correctly, I believe the last person to take the stand was his great, great grand or great, great uncle. Um, And it was about something pretty mundane and not that salacious at the time. Um, I mean, it was salacious. He was on the stand, but it wasn't, you know, this. And so it's a big deal. You know, he is up there giving his truth. There are many different um, reports about what he was like on the stand. People who hate him said he was awful. And apparently there was a rumor going around that he corrected one of the opposition's lawyers to call him his royal highness when he doesn't have that title. The other side is claiming that didn't happen. His lawyer had said that you can refer to him as his royal highness, but he prefers Prince Harry. Um, and he spent a lot of time on the stand, some say petulantly, some say calmly, explaining different stories that had come out over the entirety of his life, basically, where he suspects that him or his even his mother was phone hacked because it makes no sense as to how the tabloids were able to get these stories without being hacked. The tabloids are claiming that since people in his own family, a.k.a. the um, firm who was representing Prince William or Prince Charles or Camilla or whoever were already giving them stories on Prince Harry that they didn't do anything wrong And that, in fact, the stories may not have come from phone hacking, but from his own family. Interestingly, um, he's claiming, well, some of these stories are about, you know, intimate conversations or things that were left on voicemails between me and my girlfriend and who was in South Africa at the time, Chelsea Davey. And so how would you be able to get that from my family? Another thing that's been happening on the Internet is folks who are anti-Harry are saying you should have asked for Chelsea Davey, his ex-girlfriend of years ago, who's now married, has a kid living her own life in Zimbabwe, where I'm from, um, saying you should have asked for her permission. But interestingly, supporters are like, well, he has her phone records, which means he would have had to have get them from her, gotten them from her, which means that he did, in fact, have at least a heads up to her. She had to have supplied them to him. So here we are at an impasse. And by an impasse, I mean people who hate Prince Harry are going to say whatever they want. It seems that all of the legitimate news people like the BBC, the Guardian, actual newspapers are reporting that Harry was quite calm and congenial. He didn't lose his shit in court. And the interesting thing about the British system is that apparently for this case, Harry doesn't have to prove that they did all of it. He just has to prove that in the pages and pages and pages of evidence. I think they said there were like 70-something instances that they brought to the court that only one has to be correct for him to win his case of the court looking over um, the illegal wiretapping. Wiretapping. So it's not like in America for this case where you have to have a preponderance of evidence to show beyond a reasonable doubt that XYZ must be true. No. In this case, Harry and all of their defendants have to each prove that one of the claims that they are bringing of phone hacking has to be reasonable enough, which means that the papers have to like bat 100 in order to get out of this with clean hands. They're not right of all of the apparently there are 100 claimants. The the papers, someone's going to be held. There's no way they're batting 100 on this. Like one, they've admitted to phone hacking in the past Two, We all know they hacked the phones. It was a whole big thing in 2010, 2012. Three. I I just it does not seem likely to me that if we know that they phone hacked and there are many, many instances and phone records showing (laughs) 
<laughs> that they likely were hacked and Prince Harry's number being in people's phones who should not have his number. It's I'm not believing that the British tabloids are going to go for 100. They're not. So we are now waiting. There are other claimants who are now giving their evidence in court. People made a big deal like where did Harry stay and why wasn't he there for the first day? Yada, yada, whatever. I don't care about all that mess. I'm interested to see what the end result of this is going to be. Because remember, British tabloids are not like American tabloids. They have a lot, lot, lot of power. And, you know, people like Piers Morgan, who ran papers, who, you know, were on television for a long time and hold a lot of influence, are seemingly... um, unimpeachable right like they have a lot of power and it seemed that you know if anyone was going to take these papers out it has to be someone super even more powerful and a prince might have to do it and Elton John he's also on the docket for this so I'm curious to see how this goes and another thing that's worth mentioning is that Harry said on the stand that both the state of the British press and the British government are a shambles and that's like the first time a royal has ever commented so directly on politics and been negative about it which is kind of made me laugh because who hasn't been there looking at your media being like this is a shit show we've all been there so we wait we see we are staying across the pond for this next bit I won't spend nearly as much time but I just find it hilarious Kate Middleton's parents who owned like a party supply company they have gone bankrupt and not only have they gone bankrupt but they have left in their wake a trail of folks who need to be paid out for their services. Um, So this is a big deal because basically the future Queen of England's parents have hoodwinked a bunch of people, not paid them, and left them to hang and dry and be broke. Um, I find it very interesting that as the Queen's parents, they could not find any kind of capital or business venture to help bail them out. So obviously they didn't use their royal connections. Um, And it's just a really bad look, like a horrible look for, again, the future Queen of England's parents to have their business go bankrupt and in that process just leave a shit ton of people out of their money. So that's a scandal across the pond. And I don't know what will come of it. It seems to have died down already. I think the papers are busy trying to make a bigger thing of Harry so that they don't have to report as much on this thing about Kate Middleton's parents. So... That's kind of how this works. And that's like the whole point that Prince Harry has been making. Something bad happens to the actual principles. And then what they do is they get a bunch of people to stir up shit about other folks in the family so that they're not looking at like the big scandal and they're looking at something else that isn't as much of a scandal. So I think that's what was happening here. Although I will say the Prince Harry case wasn't quite a scandal. It's like actually a big deal. Um, But it was convenient timing for the Middletons to say, we're broke. No more money for you all. Um, So, yeah. We'll see if that becomes a bigger story. I don't think so because it's already been like a week and a half, but y'all should know. They broke. So we're slowly transitioning out of Britain. We're going to some fun news, but we still have a Brit to talk about. That is Lewis Hamilton. The only reason I know who this man is is because he's black, he's hot, and he races cars. Formula One to be specific, but he is now dating Shakira. Can you imagine Shakira bossing up like this? One, she obviously loves an athlete. Do we count Formula One racers as athletes? Sure. They do a sport. Athletes. (laughs) And she went from that soccer player who had, like, the mistress eating her jam to Lewis Hamilton. Get it, girl. This is the weirdest sentence I think I may ever say on this podcast. 
And when I read this, I had to refresh a couple times. And I'm glad that I like took a beat because I, I came back to the story a couple days later to make sure what I read is what I read and it's happening. But Khalees of Milkshake fame, Khalees is dating Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yes, that old man, Bill Murray. Now, I already thought she had lost her mind when she was like, eh, Beyonce, you can't use my sample from Milkshake because one, she didn't produce it. She sang on it and the producer gave Beyonce permission. But now she's clearly lost her damn, her Milkshake obviously does not bring any boys to the yard. All right. The milkshake is bringing geriatric. The milkshake is giving spoilt. The milkshake is dead. It, it, I, I am pained to even be saying this. But how could the woman who literally let us all feel like our milkshake brings all the boys to the yard has her milkshake spoilt in the ground and like bringing up some geriatric decrepit man to have in her yard. Mm. It's giving practical magic, you know? Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, two sisters or friends or whatever, they conjure magic, someone comes up from the dead. And yeah, anyway. Hoy. We are in a transition of culture at this time because I'm about to tell you about some things that may have you in your feels because it's signifying the end of things that were important to us or markers of our pop culture or things that we found regular. The first, the Golden Globes broadcast is dead. There has been, we have been talking about this for years now, but the consensus has been the end of all of the drama, the scandal is that the Golden Globes broadcast is no more. Um, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Like, I just viewed the Golden Globes as, like, another award show for movies I don't watch, but I love the fashion. And then it got to be super just unimportant to my fashion and also really just ickily racist and gross. So I don't know how I feel about it. I just feel like it's the end of something. And... You know, that can be kind of sad. I will say, though, the Golden Globes will still be giving out awards. So I'm sure they're still going to continue to be racist in their award giving. We just won't see it, which is probably the whole point of this move. This genuinely has me in my feels. Pat Sajak, the host of Wheel of Fortune, is going to be doing his last season. Like this man is an icon. He's 76 years old. He has been on this show hosting for 40 years. He's been doing this show longer than I've been alive. Longer than most of my friends have been alive. Which is crazy to think about. And I was like wondering why I was so sad about a show that I don't even watch daily anymore. Although I did for a very long period of time. And it's because I've never known life without it. Pat Sajak has just always been on Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune has just always been on the television growing up at 7 p.m. Channel 13. That is where Wheel of Fortune was. And there was Pat Sajak. And yes, I was sad when Vanna White left, but like that made sense to me. This, I understand he needs to retire. He, he deserves his rest. He has given us a public service. But it's the end of an era. And I think that deserves, you know, a little bit of a breath, a, a, um, a moment 
of silence, if you will. Maybe not silence because this is my podcast and I'm not wasting your precious time with silence. But 41 seasons. 41 seasons. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. We're going to end on a high note. We're going to end on a positive. Yesterday, which for me is Saturday, or maybe it was Friday. Anyway, Kourtney Kardashian has announced that she is pregnant. Her and Travis are going to have a little baby. I'm so excited for them. Um, They've been trying for a while. If you've been watching the show, they've been really excited to create a life together. Um, I'm just so happy for them. Also, the cute thing is the way that she announced it to the world was by holding up a sign at his concert, which was a nod to the, I believe, All the Small Things video, where there's a girl holding up a sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant. Um, And it was just super cute. I'm very happy for them. And, you know, what a great way to end the week. A A little baby news. And that is it, fam. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this supersized Tagenda episode. I will not leave you hanging for a while. We are back at home for a minute. We can easily record these episodes. It is summer. There's going to be some stuff happening because the heat makes people crazy. And we love when it makes the celebs crazy because then we get to talk about it. And then instead of talking about each other, we can talk about them. And that is how gossip brings a better society. Can I get an amen? Say amen at home with me. Amen. All right. I hope you have a great week. XOXO. Love you. Bye.